can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Welcome back to the second half of our episode with Nikki Acosta and Jack Nelson of Skimmer. Now, get ready for the conclusion of a state of pool service. There's not, there's not just one silver bullet, right? I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but one of them is you have to really know your numbers and you have to understand what your costs are and what your costs are on a per pool basis and your profitability on a per pool basis, right? And, and I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe assume they're profitable because of X, but then when you really peel back the onion, you realize, actually, you're not. You lost money on these three pools if you factor in all of your overhead and, and sort of shared expenses. So so I think knowing your numbers is, is absolutely critical. I think embracing technology, right, whether it's Skimmer or any other type of technology to just operate your business more efficiently. Again, I think there's a tendency to underestimate the the cost associated with, with just people, right? Time, time is money. And, and, you know, if you're accepting a check from a customer because that customer refuses to get on ACH or credit card, like there's time associated with that cost, right? So I think just really understanding where you can automate different aspects of your business to save time is, is absolutely critical as your, as your costs continue to rise. And, and one standout to me was the companies that are charging separately for chems, are doing much better. If I, I heard a, a pro in in Phoenix, he was telling people, "Oh, you know, it's it's all good. You make all your money in the winter," and that's because he had an all inclusive price that included chemicals. You know, last year was a really really hot summer, and pools were chewing through chlorine, and chlorine costs were going up, and the folks who were charging for chemicals separately. They're great. They're fine. Even if you're selling your customer a bucket of tabs, you know, you, you still have the ability to not have that hit your service rate. Uh, when we looked at the data, it was really interesting. And in, in half of the country, what people are charging for a service, including chemicals cost is lower than the base cost for the people that charge for service plus chems separately. So there, there is, in my opinion, that means to me that there are a lot of people out there that are leaving money on the table. And there's a there's a pro out of, of Phoenix who said it best. When he goes to his customers, he says, I do charge separately for chemicals, and here's why. I service a lot of short-term rentals. It's not fair for me to charge you for the chemicals that I'm having to dump in that pool because it has super high usage and there's parties every weekend. So in order to keep things fair, I'm going to charge you just for the chemicals that you use and bill for those separately. And Skimmer makes it really easy to do that uh, because anything that's logged in the field, you can associate a price to it. It gets fed all the way into the invoice. So I think if you're I get why people want to include chemicals in the price. I know that especially in large swaths of Florida, um, a lot of people are billing on a chems included model. But I think there is an opportunity if you are savvy enough 
to, to not have things like weather and chlorine cost and, and other chemical costs impact your profitability by charging for those things separately. I did include some chemicals when I had my service company. And that was a good decade ago that I sold that. I included chlorine, pH, and total alkalinity adjusters. Everything else was extra. So it wasn't all inclusive, but I did include those. I wouldn't include those now. Not with the way prices are increasing. These are a commodity and they're adjusting frequently. I can't expect my customer, my customer, to deal with a monthly price increase. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be as forgiven as we are expected to be from manufacturing and distribution. We're not, but some say we don't have a choice. Whole different story. But regardless, you know, here's the thing. Including chems was a big part of the norm decades ago or decade ago, two decades ago. So let's call that the status quo. Sticking with the status quo on this right now, let me ask you guys this. What about the last three years has been status quo? So I called the pool supply store and asked them, listen, I need a 50-foot LED spa light. The guy's like, sure. Is it for the pool or the spa? Spa. 100 or 50 foot? 50. I was like, I, I said all of that info in the beginning. He's like, oh, and then he said, is it a light fixture or a light bulb? And that's when I was like, hey, bro, when have you ever heard of a light bulb having a 50 foot cord? I told you it's a 50 foot LED spa light. People don't, they, they hear you, but they don't listen. They don't pay attention. They don't. Ay caramba. Tip of the day is brought to you by Coachella Valley Pools on Instagram. What about the last three years has been status quo? You cannot hit an industry that's going through constant change using the same methods we used 10 years ago over and over and over again, hoping that they'll still work. It's just not going to happen. So we do need to evolve. And I think your report shows that better than ever. You know, one of the other things in the report that stood out to me were the number of pros that were shopping online now. And, and looking for better deals online. I, I think COVID had a lot to do with that when you couldn't get chlorine or you couldn't get parts or you know a freeze caused a shortage of, of things that are in your local distributor. People were desperate for parts. They were going online, they were ordering stuff, they were shop pricing, they were comparison pricing, they were looking at shipping dates. And I think a lot of those behaviors have, have kind of spilled over. I see it in pool forums all the time. You know, people are like, hey, you know, I, my local distributor is charging this, but I can get a five pack on Amazon. I've tested these, they work just as good. So I, I see those kind of posts happening. And, you know, with with the number of, of items that you can get in, in a day or even next day or even same day, I think that we're going to see more pros looking online to, to shop for everyday parts and supplies that they may have been relying on a local distributor for. 
And I think the distributors know that and they're they're playing catch up, right, to try to get everything online and make sure their inventory management systems are are real time and up to date because that's absolutely the, the trend. I did an entire keynote on this for the WAC on dealing with change and how, you know, all these different things were going to put us out of business each decade from this to that to the other thing. You know, they've come up mail order, Internet, et cetera, and then even long before that, and none of them ever do. And I think in the past, the rumblings have been, you know, don't support Internet sales. Don't support it. Don't support it. Don't support it. Internet sales aren't going away. E-commerce isn't going away. The best thing for us to do is to work with it, not against it. Ride the wave. I think seeing the number, it's ingrained in my head from your survey, 17% purchasing online for for use. That's a That's a huge number. And again, why not? Because you got a lot of folks going to Leslie's just as much, 16%, right? big chunk going to SCP, but okay, I support distribution. Guess what? They're not entirely distribution anymore either. So why not get what you need? If you can find it at a better price, get it quicker. Take a look at it that way. And Amazon, there's an Amazon warehouse by me and you can pick stuff up. I was just thinking as we were talking, what if Amazon started selling chlorine and stuff like that? You can go pick it up. I mean... That's look. I'm a perfect example as a pool owner. Before I joined Skimmer, um, my filter completely blew up and cracked during the freeze, and I had what my pool guy quoted me for a repair. But then I looked online and saw that I could get it myself. You know, four hundred dollars cheaper, and also, you know, it was pretty plug and play. And I was like, well you know, maybe this is a repair. I, I can DIY, watched a few YouTube videos and did it. Like, I understand, you know, that consumers are going to go and shop and price compare online. And, and that's another reason why, you know, you can differentiate yourself on service. And I think there are a number of, of great pool service companies that do just that. Somebody who does DIY will always have that option of being DIY and they're likely to go that route. Somebody who doesn't do DIY, it's, it's, hard it, it would be hard to convince that person to go that route they just don't have that skill set and hopefully they know it i'm not going to say that your service guy wasn't worth four hundred dollars for doing the installation but just like we're looking at pricing so are they and just like we're turning to online purchases so are they i will never ever be a proponent of not shopping small business i will not but I don't think that's what we're looking at here, at least as far as our purchases go, because what business there is small business. Leslie's, are they the smallest one? Heritage? It's certainly not SCP. Is that small business? No. So the fact that we are shopping from Amazon, we don't have a choice. None of our options are shopping small business. None of our options are keeping it local. I can give it to the local SCP. You think that stays in my town? No. Leslie's? No. (laughs) Amazon? No. So what's the difference? Uh, If you have the option to shop local with mom and pop, then definitely do that. That's the better way to go. That supports the industry better. But a lot of us don't have that anymore. Moment of silence.
Preach. Preach, Rudy. <laughs> Dude, that was <laughs> price increases. Talk to me about that. Who's looking at raising? You said, uh, did we touch on this? How many folks are looking at raising prices? How many are not? Yeah, yeah I think I mentioned okay. uh, 74% of folks. And 40% okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. of people are looking at price increases of between 11 and 20%. Okay, shout uh, out to Eric Taylor of Chlorine King and Chantel Dooley of Dazzled Pools who contributed to your findings with comments. Okay, I'm sorry, Nikki, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of room for for price increases, and I, I know a lot of people have just been holding out just because of the you know the economic situation. Uh, but I, I think it's time, and, and you know there's when we when we researched this when we did a webinar on how to raise prices, the the general advice was you know you try to limit your price increases to once per year, which seemed to be what what was most comfortable for people. You know, when you do it, there's never a good time to do a price increase. But, you know, typically if you're going to do it, it should be in a in a in a season where there's uh, other services might be hard to find. So, you know, springtime is coming for a lot of people in the country. Uh, I talked to a few pros in Atlantic City. Uh, what a market that is. I mean, they go they just do pull openings, four weeks of service, pull closings like every year. It is just it's just nuts for them during that time. But you know, they're having to raise prices too. Their labor costs have oh, increased, absolutely. you know, repairs, um, parts, every, everything that they, that they have to buy has increased. Uh, so it makes sense that, that folks in those areas would raise prices once a year when they sign those service contracts for, you know, four months. I started, I serviced, um, well, actually I was in the industry up in New Jersey and Long Island for quite some time before moving down to Florida. Damn. But we did answer, I, I did ask a question at the beginning. We did circle back and ultimately answer that, but I do want to bring attention to it again, because it is absolutely in looking at some of these numbers that you've shared, the most asked question that I've seen thus far is, is referring to the Midwest pricing uh, in the monthly rate including and monthly rate plus chemicals and i think you answered that but the folks that are including chemicals are in fact charging less than the folks who have chemicals extra and that's the base rate right not the extra charge correct that is not including the chemical costs so and and, and, and rudy like, that's, so that's true that's true in the West as well. So look at that last is it? section on the okay. graph. Yeah, especially in California, Arizona, it makes no sense, right? They're they're charging less, and um, you know, not including not including the chemicals that they're then eating. So it's a kind of a double whammy. So one of the questions was: Is are these numbers accurate? Right, and these are accurate, a hundred percent. So what I'm going to do is attributed to what I said a moment ago about the status quo. The folks that are still including chemicals are the folks that are more timid in increasing pricing to be in line with inflation. I think that's right. And there, you know, yeah, I think that's right. There might be some other factors, like maybe some of the folks that responded happen to be in, in markets that, you know, are particularly low or high and, and that's skewing the data, but, but, I mean, there was enough respondents to where we think we would have sort of accounted for any of those kind of outliers 
and, uh, okay. and the data is definitely accurate. And that does lend toward what Nikki said before about the amount of people that want to charge more work less, right? Why not enjoy life? If you don't have to work as hard and you can make more money at it, isn't that the right decision? Uh, we're we're supportive of that. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a we did a podcast a couple of weeks ago with a a gentleman named Casey Graham from Yummy Pools out of Atlanta, and he is not your your typical you know pool guy. He's an entrepreneur. He's built and sold multiple businesses, but his his big piece of advice, and if there's one thing I can impart to your listeners, it's this: figure out a way to work on the business, not in the business. If you are the guy that's getting cell phone calls and having to go out and do repairs on your own and having to cover routes all day, there's no way you can grow your business because you're too much, you're, you're too far in the weeds to be able to take a step back and work on the strategic things that matter, like marketing, you know, like looking at profitability. You know, you're not going to have time to do that if you're the guy in the field, if you're the guy that somebody is calling uh, on their cell phone to get service or to respond to a 911. And so that was a, that was an interesting piece of wisdom. You know, there are, there are plenty of people out there who, who run great businesses that don't want to grow, that are completely happy with their 70 pools a week. And, and we service tons of those customers too, and more power to you. But if you want to grow your business, you have to get out of the business, out of the day-to-day -day of the business so that you can work on the business. I, I have not had the pleasure of meeting Yummy Pools, Chan Chantel either. I do know Eric at Chlorine King extremely well, uh, but I did read through everybody's contributions and they did all seem solid. We knew need to find ways to better the quality of life while we do this. If anything, the pandemic has, which, there's been a lot of change and big shifts in a lot of different directions. And, you know, maybe that shouldn't have been something that needed to be shifted. Maybe we should have already been there, but I think it definitely gave it more of a push in that direction. Agreed. One of the best ways to do that is greater product inclusion. And I'm just scrolling through here, expand into other lines of business. So 35% of respondents are looking to add services and lines. Can you speak on that for just a moment? Yeah, sure. I, I think that the the types of services that people are providing are, are expanding somewhat. I spoke to a, a manufacturer of an AI powered platform that makes um, cameras that can monitor if, if a pet or if a person is in the pool. And if you're if you're not home or if you're inside, it'll actually send an alert to your phone or an alarm if it sees somebody splashing in the pool, but they have a really neat model. You know, they'll, they'll work with pool pros. They give them a discount so that they can sell and install the cameras to their end customers. And then they, they give them a cut of the, of the revenue gained each month for the service subscription. So there's, there are people out there and, and companies that are figuring out creative ways to partner with these pros who are in the backyards every day to, to, get their product out there and to help the pros make more money too. And I think we're going to see a little bit more of that moving forward. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, it's, it's kind of like, like Nick said, the pros are in the backyard already. You've earned the right to, to service that pool and the customer presumably trusts you. And so what our pros are telling us or the, the survey respondents were saying is, look, we, we can offer more services. We can expand. We're already in the backyard. We've already done the hard part of, of getting a customer and earning their trust. Now let's, Let's be able to, to sell them more and, and just take advantage of that relationship in a good way, right? Like, again, it's trust oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and so I think there's absolutely the ability to just continue to, 
to earn that right to, to service more. Oh yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's a, a couple of old expressions. One's don't, don't turn a deaf ear to opportunity, but don't turn a blind eye to it either. Your techs are in backyards. They see what's in the backyard weekly on a regular basis. They're the ones who see all the opportunities, or if they're not paying attention to it, then they don't see the opportunities. In either case, that's your greater product inclusion. For sure. They need this part. They need this. Even broken pieces. It happens. Basket's been cracked for a month. Okay, why? Safety. I'm a huge proponent of layers of protection, and that camera fits right into that. We should be in backyards selling safety. You know, that's it's funny you bring that up. That's one of the things we've talked to different groups. Like there's Collins Hope here in Austin that is um, dedicated to, to preventing childhood drownings or any sort of drowning, accidental drownings. And um, there's an opportunity for Skimmer to play a bigger role in that. And, you know, we've got checklists already in the backyard and we're trying to figure out, hey, how can we highlight safety more? And, and not just to the pool the pro in the backyard, but also to the pool owner, right? Like we send an email every time somebody, one of our customers or pros leaves the backyard, the pool owner gets an email. We could put something on that email that talked about, hey, this is dangerous. Um, you know, you need to remove these rafts or whatever, the gate latches broke, whatever it might be. So I think over the next couple of years, you'll see Skimmer really trying to play a big part in, in helping just make backyards even safer. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Jack's Magic Products is your industry leader in identifying, removing, and preventing stains. How? With a range of high-performance, eco-friendly products, keeping pools safe, clean, and ready to use all year round. The Jack's Magic 3-Step Program is a quick and effective way to remove stains and scaling. First, we identify the problem, then our top quality products will remove the discoloration. Finally, our preventative solutions will keep your pool looking like new for much longer. Get helpful tips and check out our product catalog today at jacksmagic.com. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Are you struggling with maintaining clean and clear pool water and staying compliant with local agencies? not to mention keeping up on your chemical supply and the time needed to care for your on-site water. Stop the struggle. The Leslie's Pro Commercial Team offers your business a one-touch national solution for healthy, clean, and safe water. Our trusted advisors partner with your group to learn your business and provide consultative services to take care of your water needs. 
If your team is discussing guest safety, labor challenges, consistency in supply and cost, or education on water care, then connect with us today. Learn more about Leslie's pro and commercial benefits by emailing commercial at lesl.com. Again, that is commercial at lesl.com. Or click the link in the podcast notes of this episode. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. We should be in backyards selling safety. You know, that's it's funny you bring that up. That's one of the things we've talked to different groups. Like there's Collins Hope here in Austin that is um, dedicated to, to preventing childhood drownings or any sort of drowning, accidental drownings. And um, there's an opportunity for Skimmer to play a bigger role in that in you know, we've got checklists already in the backyard and we're trying to figure out, hey, how can we highlight safety more? And, and not just to the pool, the pro in the backyard, but also to the pool owner, right? Like we send an email every time somebody, one of our customers, pros leaves the backyard, the pool owner gets an email. Well, we could put something on that email that talked about, hey, this is dangerous. Um, you know, you need to remove these rafts or whatever, the gate latches broke, whatever it might be. So I think over the next couple of years, you'll see Skimmer, really trying to play a big part and and helping just make backyards even safer. Come come join me in West Palm on Friday. <laughs> so I'll be actually I'll be actually uh, talking a little bit about layers of protection at they this is the actual name of the event, the fuck drowning conference that's being held by Lifesaver Fence down there in, in West Palm. So that's awesome, Rudy. There, there's also, uh, you know, protection when it comes to equipment too. You know, it, it seems like the last few years, there, the number of freeze events that we've had in the South has increased and they've become quite severe at times. And we had a, a pro in Austin, a uh, really great guy named Raphael Galloway, but he had a whole email ready to go. As soon as he found out that we were going to have freezing temperatures, he sent out an email to all of his pool owners and he said, hey, you know, here's what I'm going to come out to do. He includes it as part of his service, but next year he was thinking about, about doing an add-on service too, where he'll actually come out and install hose bib covers for your hose bibs. So, so those don't freeze, but starting to think about other ways to help your customers to protect their investment, but also look at other ways to help save them money. And that's just, it's, it's part of good service, right? If you're in the backyard, if you're, you know, if you're dealing with, a, with water in the backyard and you're trying to help people protect their investment, it's a, it's a good way to, to add extra value and, and earn even more trust and referrals for that matter. Isn't it crazy? We haven't figured out like a universal sign for you're muted, like over the last four years. <laughs> on call. Like, somebody should just do that. Tell us again where we can get the report and stuff, because I think I just wanted to go back to that really quick, because I think we just said that one time. So let everybody sure, know. It's, get it. it's getskimmer.com slash state of pool service and it's absolutely free you can download it uh i, I want to say it's close to 50 pages long the report uh but 
Yeah, I was actually surprised to see that it looked like an actual book. <laughs> but it's not like a, it's not a scary 50 pages, right? Again, very readable. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of pictures and graphs. Nice. We like those. I was absolutely floored to see so many plan to grow their business through acquisition. 31%. That's a big number. Yeah, isn't it crazy how it feels like people have very uh, different viewpoints on that? I've talked to some people who are very passionate. Our customers would say, I would, I've learned the hard way. I would never acquire another route. And then obviously 31% of people say, no, absolutely. It's a, it's a tool I'm going to use to grow. If, if you've got the right marketing machine behind you and you've got the right guarantees in place to make sure that you're paying for pools that are going to stick around, it isn't a bad way to grow a business. I mean, to, to own a, an area of the market or carve out your niche within a geographic area, you know, from what I've heard from talking to pros, buying is a good option. If, if you're trying to grow quickly, if you've got the, the mechanisms in place to do it, if you've got the money to do it, uh, it's not a bad way to, to plant a stake in the ground and really own an area of the market. Or like Casey Graham from Yummy Pools, you know, a, a larger share of the market just in general in Atlanta. Well, it's, a, it's also another area where technology really can enable that transaction. In other words, like if you're buying a route from somebody like a skimmer customer, for example, like they've got all the historical data, you know how it's been serviced, when it's been serviced, how much how much, uh, what the dosages are, what the size of the pool is. You have photos of it all. So it just, it makes it a lot less scary to buy a route, right? Like the information is there. And then you can, again, skimmer customer, like you just import it over to your file and then boom, just like that, you've got your routes updated, right? So it's not as maybe overwhelming of a transaction as it was 10 years ago before there was a lot of technology that had all of this information and already stored. Did you ever buy or did either of you guys ever buy routes? I was just going to add, that's actually pretty cool. So you don't have to like re-input everything. Like when you buy a route, it's just, if the, it's just already. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you would just call us and yeah, you just call us and we'll, we do it on our end, but, but yeah, we just move it over to your, to your account. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, to answer your question, I've never bought a route, but I did sell the route that I had. So. Yep. Never bought one. <laughs> I never bought a route either, but I did sell my company lock, stock, and barrel trucks, employees, and all. Mm -hmm. So I just sold my pools. I still have my riptide. It's kind of interesting to see that so many of the people surveyed are looking to either increase the amount of employees they have or stay the same. Nobody's looking for a reduction in force. And then to the beginning, these are the same people that want to work less and make more. So what they're looking to do is take better care of their staff as well. That's what I'm getting from that. Yeah, Rudy, I looked at the data just yesterday uh, from our survey respondents and found that for a large swath of the major markets in the U.S., the average pay is between $21 and $25 per hour. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's paying hourly wages. There's a lot of people who pay by the pool, um, but there are that that was kind of the going rate. The exceptions largely being uh, Puerto Rico and Hawaii. Puerto Rico, they pay less. Hawaii, they pay much more. 
Uh, but for most of the country and most ma major market areas, the going rate is between $21 and $25 per hour. Not, not, a bad, not a bad living, especially relative to other industries, for sure. Yeah, and I think there's, there's sort of an acknowledgement, and, and we've seen it in the industry, certainly at our customer base, but even beyond of how important it is to take care of employees and, and hire the right ones and train them well, give them the tools they need, and then retain them, especially the, the good ones, right? And um, the cost of turnover is just so high, and if you can keep your employees engaged, then especially if you're willing to raise your prices to keep good talent, like it's just it's a much better way to run a business than have a revolving door of constantly trying to find techs and train them up. It's just it's a really that's a difficult journey. I've seen um, not not from this report specifically, but from uh, another conversation or two that I've had with a few different folks that stated it's hard to hire the quality people you need when the price on product keeps increasing. So they're dipping into their payroll to buy product is what's happening. And that's scary. Yeah. And, and it's also not doesn't have to be that way because they're forgetting about, well, what if they were able to raise their prices a little bit then they wouldn't have to dip into either product or payroll, right? When I was looking to open my pool service company, I did do a competitive survey. I did look at what the market could bear and pretty much decided I'm not going to do it because I can't make money at it. Instead, charged what I thought it was worth. There's nothing wrong with being the highest priced person, the highest priced service company in town if you can show the value. Somebody has to be the highest. <laughs> Why not me? Why not you? Why not the people listening? See who charges the most now and raise your price 10% higher than theirs. Give that a go. That'll be fun. <laughs> like you said, I mean, as you know, you got to live up to your end of the bargain. And, um, but that's, that's under your control. You can do that. I think people don't mind paying for something that they're actually getting. For the most part, at least the customers you want are the customers that don't mind paying for something if they actually get it. Let's go with that one. I love it. I'd go so far as to say I think they would even want you to feel like you were fairly compensated for what you were doing, right? Um, I, I don't think. Wouldn't you, though? I would like to believe that, right? I am on board with you on that. Talk to me about social media versus referrals. Who exactly is Virginia Graham Baker? Well, she's the young girl behind the Virginia Graham Baker Pool and Spa Safety Act, PNSS Act. The law is named after her because she tragically drowned when she got stuck underwater due to the powerful suction from a hot tub drain. Graham, as her family fondly called her, was the youngest of five and had a twin. At just seven years old, she was the daughter of Nancy and James Baker, the son of former Secretary of State James Baker. Despite her age, Graham was a skilled swimmer having been able to swim without assistance since she was three. She was an active member of her community swim and diving team. In June 2002, a devastating incident occurred when Graham became trapped to a hot tub drain and couldn't free herself. Despite her mother's efforts to rescue her, Graham tragically drowned. The true cause of her death was suction entrapment resulting from a faulty drain cover. The people who eventually freed her had to pull so hard that the drain cover broke from the force. After this heartbreaking event, Graham's mother, Nancy Baker, 
dedicated herself to advocating for pool and spa safety. Alongside her family and safe kids worldwide, they tirelessly lobbied Congress to support a law mandating anti-entrapment drain covers and other safety devices. U.S. Representative Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida sponsored the statute, and it was signed into law by the president in December 2007. To fulfill the requirements of the Virginia Graham Baker Pool and Spa Safety Act, the CPSC, Consumer Product Safety Commission, initiated Pool Safely, Simple Steps Save Lives. This national public education campaign aims to raise awareness about drowning and entrapment prevention, promote industry compliance with the Act's provisions, and enhance safety at pools and spas nationwide. I'd go so far as to say I think they would even want you to feel like you were fairly compensated for what you were doing, right? Um, I, I don't think Wouldn't you, though? I would like to believe that, right? I am on board with you on that. Talk to me about social media versus referrals. <laughs> so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite Casey Graham again because he actually had some some real good data behind this. But he's using what's called Google, uh, Google local service ads. And so if you go into Google and you search for, you know, pool service company, it'll show you the ones that are in your area. And there's a little bit of verification that needs to happen. You have to like take a picture of your location so they can make sure you are who you say you are. Uh, but typically you'll be the first to show up in a Google map or the first to show up uh, as a recommended kind of service provider. Um, those leads cost him somewhere between $20 and $30 a month. He closes between 55 and 60% of them. Uh, and so the at the at the end of this, the the moral to the story is. He gets positive ROI in month one for for just paying for the service on Google Google local service ads. So there there is opportunity out there to go out and not just post stuff on social media because again the only people who are going to see that are the people that are already following you, um, but also to to maybe put some spin behind it. You know I, I've heard people spending money on all kinds of platforms. You know Nextdoor, Angie's, um, a, a bunch of different places and. The conclusion I've come to is it's completely dependent on the market that you're in. And it also depends on your ability to be able to pick up the phone when somebody calls. So if your Google is actually tracking, if someone clicks on your link and then clicks on your phone number, they're actually tracking if somebody picks up the phone or not. And we see that on our own skimmer profile. They're going to give priority to people who are picking up the phone and answering the phone than uh, than people who aren't. So again, this is another reason why you should make the time to work on your business and not be so far deep in it that you can do things like this and, and respond to those people that are calling in. Referrals are always going to be a great source of business, especially when they're your neighbors, because as we know, windshield time is lost time. So that is a great way to, to find new business. And we have a lot of customers that are using our service reports and including custom text in their service reports that say, happy with our service, refer a neighbor and get a month free. And so that's just another good way to just increase and stay in front of your customers and keep it top of mind. There are plenty of times that I've gone to next door and someone says, hey, I'm looking for a new pool service company. And someone will say, oh, use my pool company. They send email reports. And I'm like, hey, that's a skimmer email. Uh, and so having Having that customer communication uh, is is always great uh, at being able to prove that. I've seen actually our service emails. Some pros are putting them on their website saying, if you work with me, this is what you get after every visit. And they'll show 
the pictures, the dosages, um, the chemical readings after every visit and using that as a differentiator. So, so there are opportunities, even if you, if you don't have sort of the bandwidth to, or, the, or the, the capital to invest in paid marketing, there are ways to leverage uh, things like our service emails to be able to increase the number of referrals that you get. We're seeing more and more people actually using accounting software than we have before, using scheduling software than we have before. Do we expect those numbers to grow? Yeah, we they will. I think so. I think we're we did a lot of research on, on the industry three years ago as far as how much technology is, is really being adopted, and just say the industry was was kind of far behind other industries, right? And and we're starting to see more. I mean, not just platforms like Skimmer, but like you said, accounting software, online payments, all these things. But it's definitely trending in that direction. And I think candidly, we're we're kind of right in the middle of the the quote adoption curve. Like I think we're we're halfway there in the journey. Maybe not even. I think we tell people we're in the maybe the third inning right now. And there's just still so many people. Nikki referenced the Atlantic City show. I mean, we got people showing up at our booth with their route books and saying like, "Can you help me? Like I have all this information. I need to get it into a computer, into a phone, whatever it may be." But there's still, and these are in some cases running thousand pool operations, right? Like big operations and they're still not using technology. So, so I think, I think we have a ways to go. And even, I will say like, even, even the skimmer customers that we have, a lot of them aren't using to the fullest, all of the features that we have, right? Cause well, we've never done it that way, status quo. Right. And so I think there's an opportunity even for those folks that are using technology to, to use it even more, more efficiently. Yeah. The, the number of folks I I spoke to Rudy in Atlantic City who were running off of paper. I mean, it was, it was like that when I, I started at Skimmer two years ago and there were, you know, a, a good number of people that were on paper. And then, you know, we started seeing more and more people using, you know, Google Sheets and, and other things. And and now it's like, I think the, the other thing that's happening is that, you know, people who are familiar with digital technology are now getting into the business who were born kind of with a computer in front of them. You know, these, these, um, these older generations that were not accustomed to technology are sort of aging out of the business where their kids are taking over. And so we're seeing a lot of demand from, from those types of operations where their kids are going, mom, all this lives in your head. There's no way I'm going to be able to run your business this way. Let's go look for technology that can solve this problem. Were you talking to my mother? (laughs) she She was on paper for so long and it was funny to go in her office. It was like, how do you even know like who's paying you? And I don't, I don't know if she uses skimmer. I think she still is on paper, but yeah, it's um, that's funny. We have some pretty cool, like before and after photos of people like that. Like, like your mom, like here's before skimmer with post-it notes all over and like you oh, know, all no. the, uh, door hangers, like boxes of door hangers and all these things. Oh, Triplicate yeah. carbon sheets. Oh, yeah. for, <laughs> it's, for it's always fun, yeah. 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 I remember, um, Back when I first started cleaning pools, everything was on paper and there's just this wall of clipboards and you had your Monday clipboard and your Tuesday clipboard. And now that's just all gone. And yeah, it's great. And the not, GPS not for everyone. <laughs> my life a couple times. Oh, no, I guess not for everyone. A little bit of clarification, if we can. Uh, looking at your spotlight on pool supply, 
are these pool service techs that are utilizing retail stores? Is that what that's referring to or, or is distribution in those numbers? So, so what we did is we looked at where people are just shopping in general and we took the top ones and put them into the report. There were plenty of respondents who reported shopping at small local mom and pop stores, uh, stores but they weren't significant enough to include in the report. So there were, there were a ton of responses on that um, and a lot of manual work that had to be done. But we, we knew uh, which ones kind of fell under the pull core umbrella. We knew which ones fell under the heritage umbrella. So we rolled those up. Where does big box DIY fall in? Where do wholesale clubs fall in? I know those are two resources. Wholesale clubs more than big box DIY for chlorinating products in the post-pandemic years. Are those in these charts? We didn't target that, but it is, we do have additional questions on on buying just in general for next year, which include things like being part of a buying group of some kind. Um, and so that'll be, um, that's actually great feedback. That's yeah, I was at Costco this weekend looking at chlorine tabs and um, it's, it's real. They are there and they did seem to be there when they weren't anywhere else between mm-hmm. them and, and Leslie's, it seemed like they always had chlorinating products on hand. I don't know why they just seemed to have when others were running shy. But then again, there was a tremendous amount of stress put onto the market too, with the problems with everything, <laughs> chloralkali suppliers, resin suppliers for buckets trucking strike, workforce shortage, right? So everything was, everything hit the fan. So yeah. So I think the motto should be buck the status quo. That should be it going forward because the status quo is gone. It's over. There is no status quo. I I used to uh, work with, uh, this old, his name's Red McCombs, this old Texas billionaire wore a cowboy hat, just very uh, sort of stereotypical, big text kind of guy. And he had a, an expression. He said just that there's no such thing as status quo. You're either moving forward or you're moving backward. And if you don't know which one you are, that means you're moving backward. And and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's uh, this industry is changing very rapidly and kind of got to, got to get with it or you're going to get left behind. Ventura, California, February 7th, 2024. Aquastar pool products incorporated is pleased to announce the launch of a new product category with the introduction of Flowstar valves and actuators. The Flowstar line includes two- and three-way valves, a check valve and valve actuator, all proudly designed to meet the diverse needs of the pool industry, including service professionals, builders, and plumbers alike. Emphasizing Aquastar's commitment to supporting American industry, each component in the Flowstar series is not only made in the USA, but also uses raw materials sourced from within the country, ensuring the highest standards of quality and dependability. Crafted from high-grade CPVC, Flowstar valves and check valves are engineered to withstand the chemical and temperature fluctuations found in challenging pool environments. Aquastar Pool Products is dedicated to enriching the pool experience. Our mission is rooted in making every pool safe, enjoyable, and memorable. We are more than just a product manufacturer. We are innovators at heart. With a portfolio of over 60 patents, our commitment to safety, reliability, and cutting-edge design has earned us recognition as a leader across the pool industry. 
Our Southern California roots keep us grounded, yet our vision is global. We continuously strive to deliver innovations that matter to pool enthusiasts. For additional information, please visit aquastarpoolproducts.com for product sheets and high-resolution images. And, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, uh, this industry is changing very rapidly and kind of got to got to get with it or you're going to get left behind. Are you really going to do like a snake ID thing in Skimmer? Because that really would be awesome. <laughs> what she was saying is it would be great if our app had like a snake identifying feature in it that could tell you if the snake was venomous or not. <laughs> yeah, just take a picture and, of the what snake. What I was talking about was a, a, a company called AI? Pool Scout that can identify animals. Oh, that, it was that's different. the company okay. Right, but but I, I, I think it's a, a pretty novel idea. So we need to build an integration with them. And yeah. Right, right now what happens when people need ID is they take a picture of it and send it to Andrea or myself. And they tag, right. they tag yeah. Me, yeah. That's typically what happens. Did you guys want to give away the code to the, to the pool show? Oh, yes. It, that's for the Orlando show. Um, and we're going to post these on our social media. But just, just today, for everything under the sun, if you want to attend the show, you can get free exhibit hall access with Skimmer's code. That code is 131821. So for awesome. your Florida listeners, and I know you have many, if you want to come yes, to the show for free, 131821 is the code. That is an important point. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you guys for talking to us and everything. And thanks for being so awesome. Um, we all know I'm a fan. So anyway, with that said, follow them, follow Skimmer, check them out. Um, follow us, like us, Talking Pools. And, and if you want an exclusive offer, we are officially partnered with Rudy. Go to getskimmer.com slash Talking Pools. We've got an exclusive Ooh. offer there. Specifically for your listeners, they can try Skimmer for free. Skimmer, That's one awesome. of our one of our newest sponsors. Welcome hey, aboard. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Nikki, thank you. Jack, thank you. Thanks, guys. Everyone else. Thank you, guys. Until next time, be good. Be safe. What's your problem? I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 